This is Michigan Embedded Correspondent John Solberg, and you are listening to the Barbecue Central Show. Start the game! Let's go! We'll do it live. Okay. Do it live! I'll write it and we'll do it live! So to get that perfect barbecue, you use wood. Are you sure you say whatever? We put the lighter fluid on, strike the match, and... Should we call the fire department? That might be a good idea. Barbecue Central Show, a show that talks about all things important to the world of barbecue and grilling, originating from the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame city of Cleveland, Ohio, the barbecue capital of the North Coast. I am your program host, Greg Rempe, happy to have you aboard here on your Tuesday evening. If you want to jump in on the show tonight, I'm happy to have you. Got a couple open slots for you directly that I will mention here in a few minutes. But if you know what you want to talk about, here's your contact info. You can get in touch with the show by calling 216-220-0966. Email Greg at the BBQCentralShow.com. On the Twitter and Instagram, at BBQ Central Show. Everything else you want to find out about the show can be found at the main website, thebbqcentralshow.com. And here's what's happening. It is the second Tuesday of a brand new month of February. And you know that means that the creator of the most heavily trafficked barbecue and grilling website on the face of the earth, by the way, entertaining... More than 2 million page views per month. That is documented from the lips of the creator himself, Meathead from AmazingRibs.com, will join us. And we have the 14 and 35 past segments per usual with Meathead, not the least of which we will be covering how to ensure your good luckedness this coming Thursday as we prepare you for Valentine's Day. Hopefully first in the kitchen and then, just like the kitchen, no rules in the bedroom or the kitchen. Hopefully we've given the latter part a little bit of a push as we help you with the former. And Meathead will be here to talk about it. We will also talk about other items. I don't want to tip my hand too much. I want to bring Meathead into the fold and have him react organically, but... If you follow me on social media, you know what I'm talking about. And yes, I did make up a word, good luckedness. That I knew. That's not a true rampyism. That's a plant. I knew I was going to say that incorrectly. It's funny. Sometimes it happens organically. Sometimes I know I'm just going to say something stupid. That's one that I knew I was going to say something stupid. So there's your first hour. Second hour, first timer to the show, a man who is in the meat business of barbecue, of grilling, both from a traditional retail location and then also supplying meat to some of the most elite teams on the competition circuit out there today, and he's been doing it for a handful of years. I am, of course, talking about the brand newest sponsor 
of the best moments of the Barbecue Central show in 10 minutes or less from the butcher shop. Kevin Green will be joining me, baby. So very excited to talk to Kevin for the first time here on air. And boy, is that exciting. We got a whole bunch of stuff to talk about Kevin with. Meats, trends, topics, histories, camel. Uh I said camel. That was not a mistake. If you are into camel, if you have always wanted to get down with camel, and you're like, Rempy, for the longest, I have been trying to get down on camel, but I could not find a vendor that is reputable. I have no idea where this is coming from. Sometimes I do Google searches on the dark web, the dark Googles, and it's still coming up with nothing. Where do I go to get my camel fix? I just happen to have the guy, Kevin Green from the Butcher Shop, S-H-O-P-P-E. Can be found on Facebook. Dial a number. Not online otherwise. No website. We'll talk about that. He has camel. So if you are that guy or gal who's been Googling your face off trying to find that luscious, succulent piece of camel, Kevin Green is your guy. Reputable, vetted, all that. If he's doing business with me, you know you can count on him. He's coming through in the clutch, the camel clutch. So Kevin's got your – we'll talk about that too. There's your show. We're open too if Kevin can't carry uh, two – I'm not saying that I put the onus on him, but if we carry into a second segment with Kevin, which I would imagine we would because there's just an inordinate amount of topics to cover and takes to get from a guy in the meat biz from all facets. Then we'll open it up to your reaction as well. Meathead first hour, Kevin Green second hour. Your phone calls and emails sprinkled through. Don't forget you can follow me socially at BBQ Central Show on Instagram, Twitter, and TikTok. Slash BBQ Central Show on Facebook where you can also find a live video feed. Now, I'm not sure if you folks follow competitive eating or not. Quite frankly, it's really not that great of a watch for any number of reasons other than to watch normal humans cram themselves full of whatever food they're eating in the singular hope that they will vomit all over themselves publicly on stage for all of us to see. I think that is competitive eating's most embarrassing moment. It's the most embarrassing thing that can happen while a contest is actually happening. Joey Jaws Chestnut has been far and away the best and most recognized competitive eater the sport has seen in its lifetime, and it's not even close. He's won the hot dog eating event, which is the pinnacle contest of the year, July 4th weekend, for the past eight years in a row, maybe longer. Who cares? He's broken his own record a number of times during that time frame. Joey has appeared on this show actually a few times before talking about the hot dog wins and what it takes to be a top competitive eater. If you can believe it, it takes something other than a huge stomach and the willingness to cram stuff down your face and swallow. There are training regimens that you need to do in order to be a top competitive eater. And if you aren't familiar with what these people put in their bodies and what they are putting their bodies through. Let me give you an example of what Jaws did just this past weekend. 
you know, the ever-popular national red beans and rice food-eating contest. That took place this past weekend in New Orleans, where red beans and rice is very popular, very traditional. Times vary depending on event, and that being the amount of time you have to eat said food. A hot dog event typically throws down in that 10-minute range. Most of them are around that 10-minute range. The red beans and rice event was eight minutes. Within that time frame, do you have any idea what Joey put back in the amount of red beans and rice in eight minutes? Do you have any idea whatsoever? Let me help you with that. After the eighth minute came and went and the contest drew to a close, Joey Chestnut had consumed himself singularly two hundred. Uh, <laughs> 24 pounds and 11 ounces of red beans and rice. That's right. 24 pounds in eight minutes. Can I report this to you in an entirely different fashion and still boggle your mind? Yes, I can because I'm a professional. For point of reference, the average man needs... And I'm saying man, man, needs to eat 2,500 calories in order to maintain their weight that they are currently at. That's 2,500 calories. Over the course of a 24-hour period, Jaws ate 34,000 more calories than that. And he did it in eight minutes. And he did not throw up. What does he get for such a feat? How about $1,500? Not bad for eight minutes of work and whatever stomach discomfort will visit him later on that weekend. Hell, that pays more than most barbecue contests pay for grand champion and way less time to invest. This is an incredible eating uh, eating accomplishment. Totally gross, but totally incredible. Way to go, Joey. Friend of show. And I think Sam, the cooking guy, and I were supposed to have a hot dog eating contest on the show a while back. I have to see about getting that back on the things to do list with Sam, the cooking guy, assuming he doesn't stiff me again. <laughs> Just to recap, eight minutes, 24 pounds and 11 ounces of red beans and rice, which equals... 36,268 calories. Might want to mix in a run after that. Or two. Or a half marathon. But if you're a fan of the show and you've heard the Joey Chestnut interviews prior, you know that's his deal. Doesn't throw up. Doesn't rent the food. Digests it. Stays active. Visit the doctor four or five times a year. They do all the blood work. Make sure everything's in order. He's healthy. He's collecting $1,500 for putting on 24 pounds in eight minutes. That's a whole nother way to think about it. He put on 24 pounds. That's putting on more weight than those freaks on my 600-pound life. They take a week or two to put on 25 pounds. He took eight minutes. Joey Chestnut, national treasure. You can't argue that.
All right, before we get to Meathead, let me talk to you quickly about the Barbecue Guru. They've always believed that outdoor cooking should be easy and fun because it can be, especially with the Monolith Barbecue Guru Edition Grill. That's right. If you're looking for a ceramic cooker, you've seen all the other ones. Now, look at the one that's the first temperature-controlled smoker with a built-in power draft fan. That's right. If you have a Barbecue Guru controller, all you have to do is hook it up to the Monolith, and you're off and running. You don't even need a new controller or anything. The fan is built in. You heard me right. Easily choose your cooking time and temperature. Let the monolith do the work of a sous chef or a barbecue pitmaster. With minimal effort, you now have oven-like precision at the grill. You can serve the tastiest, juiciest meals each and every time. If you have any other questions or you have other ceramic cookers or you're looking for really cool accessories for your ceramic cookers, like the rib ring, You give them a call, 800-288-GURU. That's 800-288-GURU. Or you can visit their website, peruse their inventory, bbqguru.com. That's bbqguru.com. Meathead from amazingribs.com. Joey Chestnut still working off 24 pounds of red beans and rice three days later. Stick around. We'll be right back. Live from the Barbecue Central Show Studios in Cleveland, Ohio. You're listening to the Barbecue Central Show. Once again, here's your host, Greg Rempe. Hey, welcome back. This portion of the show being brought to you by Butcher Barbecue, makers of award-winning injections, marinades, rubs, seasonings, barbecue sauces, grilling oils. Wild seasoning for game. All of Butcher Barbecue products tested on the competition circuit as well as backyards worldwide. Be the pitmaster of your neighborhood and visit ButcherBBQ.com to stock up now. Always trust your butcher. Uh, Doug Shiding saying in the chat room that $1,500 sounds like a barbecue contest. And while I would be anxious to agree with that thought initially... Remember that Joey Chestnut is typically flown to events, expense-free, given an appearance fee as well, and then if he wins the contest, takes the purse as well. So the $1,500 check that you see might only pale in comparison to the expenses that were picked up and the appearance fee that he gets. I'm not saying that that's exactly what happened in this particular New Orleans trip, but it was not uncommon for him to get all the expenses, and an appearance fee, and if he won the event, to get the purse as well. Okay, competitive eating done. We race to the hotline, and welcome back, friend of show and the creator of AmazingRibs.com, Meathead. Hey, Meathead. Hello, Greg. How are you doing? How are the centralized tonight? We are ready to go. I just recounted a story, Meathead, of Joey Chestnut, the most I famous heard- competitive eater. Can can you imagine for one sec, like on your best day, Meathead, when Meathead was trim, slim, and appetite that was ready to <laughs> ravage the world, could you see yourself 
ingesting 25 pounds of red beans and rice in eight minutes? No. Never? Not, not under any circumstances. What about... I, what about I do love hot dogs. I was going to say, how many hot dogs do you think you could put away in 10 minutes, realistically? Uh, three, four. Wow. I mean, you know, in the airports when I'm traveling, that's where I always look forward to grabbing a hot dog when I'm on the fly in an airport. But, uh, no, that's... <laughs> that's crazy I, you know I, part of me says it's obscene it's disgusting it's gross and the other part of me says damn he's an athlete man truly an athlete I mean this guy has conditioned his body in a way it's not like everybody it's not your traditional athlete but he has done it in a way where he is able to cram down incredible amounts of food by the multiple pounds in very short time and I guess the thing that separates him from what he's told me is that while a number of the other competitive eaters are quickly hustling themselves off stage to give themselves a reversal of fortune, if you know what I mean, mm-hmm. he sits down and ingests all of the calories and digests all of the calories, sees a doctor five, six times a year to make sure he's not putting himself at a health deficit, and uh, continues to be the most prolific eater of all time. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's amazing. Absolutely. All right, Meathead is here from AmazingRibs.com. And, uh, Meathead, I wanted to lead with this because you're uh, somewhat of a historian of the show. We have been together now for, I don't know, uh, 10, 11, maybe even 12 years of doing the show together. And you're I wanted my to, internet wife. I, yes, I, I am your internet wife, uh, or, or at least common law. We spent so much time together. It's got to be common law at worst. Um, I wanted to play for you, I guess, what I, over the course of this show, would consider to be the most controversial statement ever made on the face of the earth on this show, and I want you to also evaluate this. Stand by for this. Ah, you bastard. A grilled pineapple margarita. Everybody oh. who is in the grilling knows. I'm just going to come out and say it. All right. Have everything you can put on the grill. Nothing in this world. Animal, vegetable, mineral is better than a pineapple. God almighty, I love grilled pineapple. What? Oh, I have to look back at our 10 years of doing interviews together and hold everything in question that you said. I can't believe that the best thing coming off of a grill on any side of anything is pineapple. Have you ever just grilled a slice of pineapple? Of course I have. And never once, never once have I thought that this could be the best thing I've eaten off a grill. No way. Prime rib is better. Every steak is better. Chicken is better. (laughs) Turkey is better. Pizza is better. Meathead, you are off your medicine. We might have to call an end to this whole goddamn thing now. Oh, my God. I'm a buzz. What do you think about that? Most controversial statement ever made on this show. God help me. <laughs> I have to tell you, Meathead, as as a person who tracks what sticks with the show and what doesn't stick with the show, this pineapple thing has literally lasted four weeks to the point of where I promoted the show. And this, uh, let me pull this up. This is what I got for show promotion. A number of people tell Meathead, I tried his recipe for Chicago Italian beef. It was delicious. Somebody follows up with, did it call for pineapple in the recipe? Somebody else <laughs> posts underneath it. Uh, Di- Diane, me in the Pacific Northwest, pineapple grilling demo in 
Pie Loop, Washington uh, Outdoor Cooking Championship with 15 turn-ins, and there were a number of pineapple turn-ins. I mean, it was absolutely fantastic. Meathead, you Meat has uh, he's ejected. Hold on. Uh, uh, perhaps we've cut him to the quick. Were you trying to quit the show just then, Meathead? I'm not even done yet. No, I tried to zoom in on that thing you put on the screen. And yeah. I somehow cut. So I, here, here's a guy that uh, was doing uh, uh, rotisserie pie. Now, that absolutely looks yeah. delicious. I got to be honest. Um, no good, doubt man. about it. Uh, but uh, again, as somebody who tracks what sticks with the show, the pineapple... <laughs> comment is something that i think we might never see such legs out of a statement again so congratulations this is gonna be on my tombstone isn't it uh, it has to be a meat with a hedonism expert meat whisperer and uh best thing to come off a grill is pineapple yeah i mean like harvey weinstein he's got his tombstone written and now i have mine there you go well uh i I, I do think it's uh, actually a badge of courage to wear when something can run that many weeks in a row with somebody bringing <laughs> it up. It's absolutely fantastic. But it is delicious. And I, all right, so let's just 30 seconds more riff on it. Yes. I've had great fun painting it with liqueurs, you know, like you get a little um, um, uh, amaretto and paint that slice of pineapple with amaretto. Um, I've had great fun putting it on ice cream. I have a maple bourbon sauce that I've done with pineapples on top of ice cream. Mm. Um, you know, grilled ham and pineapples, always a always classic. Always delicious, yep. Always a classic. Um, you can do pound cake on the grill very easily. I mean, you can just buy a piece of pound cake. Um, if you want, you can drizzle a little uh, uh, rum or something on it and throw it on the grill and get some grill marks on it and some flavor with some grilled pineapple. Just wonderful. Um, I went to Hawaii a year ago. First vacation I've had in years. My wife and I went to Honolulu, um, hung out on Waikiki Beach, drove around the island. I, hard to believe by looking at me. When I was in high school and college, I had a flat stomach, and I used to surf a lot and uh, on Cocoa Beach, small wave surfing. But I always wanted to surf the North Shore. And we drove up to the North Shore, and son of a gun, there was a surf contest going on at Pipeline. Wow. I was just ecstatic. That night, we went to Michael Mina's restaurant in Waikiki. Mm -hmm. Michael Mina is a chef of consequence, if you don't know the name. Oh, yeah. He has a restaurant in uh, San Francisco, I believe, another one in Vegas. And he's got one in Honolulu. It's a lovely place. And um, for dessert... Instead of bananas foster, he did pineapples foster. Oh, wow. And I taped it, and it's on my YouTube channel. Um, and it looks just spectacular. Uh, I haven't tried it at home, but it doesn't look hard. But basically, I took a half a pineapple and scooped it out and did the bananas foster routine with the pineapple. <laughs> and we went straight to heaven. I mean, it's, you know, basically, pineapple is just sugar. Um, and flavor and uh, it just it it caramelizes so easily so I'll stand by it I, I mean God knows I love my steaks I love my lamb chops I love my burgers I love hot dogs um, but gee willikers pineapple was just 
an out-of-body experience for me. <laughs> well, well, I mean, you must love it, no doubt about it. We're talking with Meathead from AmazingRibs.com. So, Meathead, we have a very sensual holiday coming up here on Thursday. It is uh-huh. Valentine's Day. And now, while we can't uh, necessarily guarantee victory, if you know what I mean, we want to make sure that we're putting our fellow mates here in the best possible positions. That's guys or gals. I mean, we are equal opportunity supporters here. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. What? You're watching every word so carefully, and you just said putting our mates in the best possible position. Is that what you just said? I said I that. I that played back. <laughs> That's right. I said I that. I hear that played back. <laughs> our, our mates in the best possible position. That's what I said. I meant to say that. So... Let's talk about the beginning of the evening, which, of course, is food. And you've said on any number of occasions, Meathead, that as the creator of AmazingRibs.com, you have gotten emails that have thanked you for making somebody the recipient of good luckedness, as I uh, said earlier in this uh, top of the hour. So let's talk about best meals of Valentine's Day or perhaps what you might be uh, having on the menu this coming week? Well, I mean, it, it's true, Greg, and it, I wasn't exaggerating. Um, very frequently, maybe a couple of times a month, I get emails from readers who say, you know, I, uh, I, I cooked my wife some ribs the other night and I got laid. Um, I mean, it, it, you know, or uh, I cooked my boyfriend ribs and all he could do was cry. I mean, seriously, these are almost direct quotes from the emails I get. Um, you know, the old saying about the way to a man or a woman's heart is through the stomach. Yeah. Um, great food. Feeding someone is absolutely the second most intimate act we do as humans. Sure. Um, I mean, and I'm, I'm trying to pick my words carefully here, but you are in both cases putting something into somebody. You are. Uh-oh. <laughs> <laughs> you, I, but I mean, you're you're putting food in that you're nourishing, right? You're giving them life. Um, it, it is a truly loving and intimate act, and 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 for that reason, I think you know, I know people who don't know how to cook. I really, I know what I know an eighty year old woman who's just the nicest lady nearby, liver, uh, and she can't boil water without burning it. Uh, you know, I just don't understand how you can go through life without knowing how to cook and knowing how to feed. Um, uh, my wife and I sit down to dinner, and almost every night we look at each other and say, boy, do we eat well. Um, it, it just because – and by the way, I'm the second best cook in the house. Um, it, it's uh, – you know, so, okay, back to thanks uh, – thanks, uh, Valentine's Day. By the way, that is Friday. I said Thursday on accident. It's Friday. Thank you. Um, yeah, you're, you're not going to get a table at a restaurant on Friday. No. And Thursday, <laughs> the reason I made the mistake is because Thursday is my middle daughter, the one that you met in Chicago. That's her birthday. She will be oh. uh, 17, so we shout out Maddie right there. Doesn't look it. That's right. All right, so uh, Friday is Valentine's Day. And as you said, it's going to be tough to go out anyway, so let's do it the right way at home. Well, all right. You know, the... There are numerous foods that are reputed to be aphrodisiacs. I don't think anything has been proven to be an aphrodisiac. But at the top of the list is oysters. Mm-hmm. Um, and um, 
Oh, God, how do we talk about these things without getting uh, over the line? Are you an oyster guy? Like, I've tried yeah. oysters three or four times, and I know you said you would be fish head if you weren't meathead and you stayed yeah. down closer to the water, but I've tried it three or four different times, and I've, I don't I maybe yeah. I'm not doing something right, or, or maybe it's you just not, love them or you hate them. Yeah, that is, that's it. You All either right. love them or you hate them. It's like liver. Yeah. You either love it or you hate it. Um. Um, you know, and they're slimy. Um, you know, uh, all right, I'm going to try to get, I'll try to get it out as close as I can without being risque. That's all right. We're uh, not FCC regulated meat has to so just let I, it fly. That's all right. I'm, I'm an old fart and I get a, my daddy told me, find a woman who likes oysters and marry her. All right. It's a texture thing. All right. I'll just let it go at that. Right. Um, the, um, the flavor is wonderful. I was raised in Florida um, on both coasts, on the Atlantic coast and the Gulf coast. And uh, I used to love to go to New Orleans when I was in college. And fresh, clean, briny oysters are just absolutely delicious to me. Raw, but if that grosses you out, they really grill nicely. And the, t the, t the technique is, is you've got to pop open the shell. And there's a technique for doing that. I've got step-by-step -step pictures on AmazingRibs.com. But you pop open the shell, and you take the top half off. And that's the flat side. There's a flat side and a hump side. You take the flat side off, and it'll stick to the bottom side. And it'll sit there swimming in what they call the liqueur, the, the, um, uh, the, or the liquor, I should say, the, the juices. And there's restaurants all along the Gulf Coast that do this. This is not an original recipe. Um, but you 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 splatter it with some uh, crushed garlic, um, some Tabasco or hot sauce, mm -hmm. maybe some grated Parmigiano Reggiano, and uh, you put it on the grill so that that curved edge sits between the 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 the, the grate so it doesn't tip over. You don't want to lose the liquid, and then you. Um, uh, put a a, 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 a a dome over the like a a, a steel bowl over the top of them, and what the French would often do is they would actually cook these oysters on a bed of um, hay, clean hay, please. Um, uh, but uh, you can actually throw wood chips or hay or whatever. You just kind of want to make a puff of smoke as fast as you can. Because they cook quickly in a minute or two. Oh. You're, you're, you're not cooking them to well done. You're just giving them a puff of smoke. And uh, so you want to create as much smoke as you can and capture it in that bowl. You can close the lid on your grill or on your um, uh, kettle or whatever you've got. But a bowl right on top really catches that smoke and puts it in contact with the meat. And it gives it this wonderful, lovely flavor uh, smoke, smoke really goes well with oysters. Um, and in fact, if you want to go to the extreme, you can take them out of the shell and lay them on top of a grill topper. <laughs> the frog mats are really good for this. The frog mats, if you don't know, are like window screen, only they're coated with a uh, non-stick material. They're, they're like, spun uh, fiberglass, actually. Is that what they are? Yep. Okay, and they're pretty non-stick, and you can lay them on top of these frog mats and toss them in your smoker and smoke them so that they, they shrivel up a bit, but they come out like the smoked oysters you get out of the can. And I've done that, in, and, and then I've pop, put them in t inside of a little puff pastry, 
with a sliver of lemon. Mm. In fact, we we take the lemon and I put it in a um, a frying pan with simple syrup, which is sugar and water equal parts, and the lemon goes in there and it gets really sweet and um, then you lay that on top of the oyster and put it in puff pastry and back on the uh, uh, smoker or big green egg, which is an oven type situation. And you get these wonderful little puff pastries with smoked oysters oh. and candied uh, lemon in there. Just spectacular. If that doesn't buckle your lover's knees, I don't know what will. Uh, is that it for the evening or is that like a start <laughs> and then we go into a main course and – you know, I often wonder, like, how heavy do you want to get? I don't understand the question. <laughs> like, uh, like food-wise, you want? I mean, do you want to do like three or four courses, and is it real thick and decadent and blah blah blah, well, where you're kind of running yourself down into the ground by the time you've finished all that uh, food? You're not asking me a, a food technique question. You're asking me a lover technique question. Yeah, and well, I'm, I'm looking at all angles here. I mean, you want to <laughs> you want to satiate the food palate, but then you also want to be nimble enough if the opportunity presents itself to uh, take care of the situation. Greg, this conversation is going down in infamy. <laughs> nimble enough. Right. <laughs> um. I, you know, I would, I would, I would think you'd want to keep it light. Um, I don't think, you know, maybe uh, um, stay with the seafood. Um, uh, you know, smoked fish. Um, gosh, I was just corresponding with Robert Moss, who works for Southern Living Magazine, and he was writing um, about Florida barbecue, and there's no such thing. And I had to write it back and said, "Dude, smoke mullet." Um, if you've ever been down the west coast of Florida, yep, yep. a lot of you know about smoke. Oh, mullet. yeah, that's a whole thing. It's a thing. Um, and basically, it's a piece of fish, a little bigger than a trout, but they butterfly it, open it up, and they season it and they pop it in the smoker, and you don't oversmoke it, and it comes out. And it's not normally a great fish, it's kind of like bluefish on the east coast, it's kind of oily. And if you just grill it, it's kind of not special, but smoked, it turns out special. And it's an interesting fish in that it's a vegetarian. It doesn't bite on shrimp or other bait. Um, uh, it's kind of like carp. Uh, you, you catch it with vegetal. But um, I, that might be a good choice or maybe a smoked salmon or something uh, going light. Uh, you know, it depends on your lover. Hey, um, ribs? I mean, dude, there is not a person on the face of the earth that I have encountered that doesn't love ribs. Right. Yeah. So it could be last meal ribs just to uh, really get it going. Well, you know, um, the, the name last meal ribs, which is the recipe that I have, which is just your basic barbecue ribs technique concept, um, which when we first published, it was like, really? I always boiled ribs. Um, <laughs> you know, uh, we've, you know, I think we've had an impact on uh, people, and we've taught them how to how to how to how to smoke ribs properly. And, and the name came from a reader who said that she served it to my boyfriend, and he said, "This is what I want for my last meal on earth." Hmm. So you know, last meal ribs. Um, but um, you know, just just good old uh, barbecued smoked ribs or something like that that you eat with your fingers. Now you're talking sensual, right? I mean. Uh, God, I did beef ribs tonight, and my wife sat there 
with a steak knife and cut them off the bone. I'm whispering because she's not far away. I mean, it's disgraceful. Really? Yes. Uh-oh. Yes. Wow, we Mrs. Uh, Meathead, come on. Yeah. Um, grounds for divorce after 45 years. I don't know. But um, let's not be so quick on the trigger here, Meathead. <laughs> but but you know, and eating with your hands. Now that's that's sensuality, there, isn't it? That's that's um, and licking your fingers. Maybe having someone else lick your fingers. Oh, Whatever works, right? <laughs> All right. So we're 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 giving you a lot of great tips here because Friday is happening sooner than later. We're talking with Meathead from AmazingRibs.com. Uh, Meathead, stand by. We're going to come back and talk Facebook questions here in just a second. As he collects himself, tries to get himself out of divorce court. Unless he's got five or ten honeys lined up. I mean, you never know how Meathead operates. Let me talk to you quickly about Sterling Ball and Big Papa Smokers. That's right. Head on over, BigPapaSmokers.com, the one-stop online shop for all things barbecue. You know their rubs and seasonings. 13 perfectly balanced flavors to impress judges and friends alike. They also have a great relationship with Steph Franklin over at Simply Marvelous Barbecue. Put Big Papas and Simply together, and you have the West Coast offense. That's been doing well on the competition side of things for years. But hell, I've decided to use it in my backyard. I'm winning my own grand championships with friends and neighbors alike. They also own Granny's Barbecue Sauce, so if you are looking for something else in the sauce world, you might want to give Granny's a shot. I think you're going to like it. They're also doing the sales of pellet, charcoal, and wood cookers. If you're looking for an easy cooker that's versatile, Check out the Mac Two Star General Pellet Grill. Meathead cooks on one. Big Papa cooks on one. Darren Worth cooks on one. Big Papa's the exclusive Mac dealer, even offering special packages that nobody else online can do it. If you're not a fan of pellet smokers, no problem. You can check out the Old Hickory Ace BP, the only charcoal smoker that Big Papa trusts on his competition trailer. If you're not sure of what grill you need, you really can't go wrong with any of the grills or smokers featured on BigPapaSmokers.com. They have something for every kind of backyard cook. Check out their website for their full selection right now. Do it. Call them with questions, 877-828-0727. That's 877-828-0727. Or shop the website at BigPapaSmokers.com. That's BigPapaSmokers.com. All right, we are back with more Meathead from AmazingRibs.com right after this. Stick around. We'll be right back. Continuing to produce incredibly mediocre content in an exceptionally professional way. You're listening and watching the Barbecue Central Show. Once again, here's your host, Greg Rampey. This portion of the show being brought to you by CookinPellets.com, your number one source for quality wood pellets for all your pellet-driven cookers and a great resource for pellet knowledge in general. Visit CookinPellets.com for more information or to purchase. You can also visit Amazon.com to buy as well. And we rejoin Meathead from AmazingRibs.com as we segue out of the romantic talk 
and get more into the nuts and bolts of answering barbecue and grilling-related questions. And Meathead has found the traditional camera shot as we look back at the science of barbecue and grilling there off to your right-hand shoulder as well. Oh, man. You know, as if your questioning wasn't traumatic enough, right. immediately after you went to commercial, I lost all contact with you. Uh, everything went down. I've been having a little problems with my Bluetooth connections and stuff. Dear. I had to log off, reboot, and come back on, and I finally got the camera moving. I mean, this was just like panic city down here, dude. Well, uh, everything was great. Nope. We didn't even know you left. You were right there on time as I'm we back. come back in. Back. So I here got my we go. camera working properly. All right. You ready to field some Facebook questions here, or do you have anything to add to the previous conversation before we mosey on? No, I just need a drink. All right. Here we go. Uh, beat, uh, and are you, what do you got in the back? Uh, right next to the book there. Is that a port? Oh, I'm I'm drinking Kopke ports. My local wine merchant had a port tasting. Unbelievable. I have a nearby wine merchant. She had a tasting of like 50 ports. I've never Whoa. seen a wine shop that had more than eight or ten. And um, I love port in the winter. Port is a, a sweet fortified red wine. It's got a little brandy in it, a red wine um, from Portugal. And um, uh, we tasted a whole bunch of them. I bought a mixed case, and this is a 10-year-old uh, late-bottle vintage Kopke, and it's just wonderful. So if it's fortified, does that mean eventually it will go bad, or does it stay no. good quite a while? No, they last forever. Hmm. Fortified is just uh, wine jargon for brandy has been added. And, of course, brandy is alcohol, and alcohol is a preservative. So is brandy in vermouth, then? Uh, there is a little bit, yes. Oh, all right, because I always see vermouth as being fortified wine. Yeah. So yeah, if port is typically twenty percent alcohol or so. Vermouth is typically in the seventeen percent range, and most table wines are in the ten to twelve percent range. All right, uh, here we go with some Facebook questions. First one's from John House, and it says, "Greg, curious if you could ask Meathead why he and the crew at AmazingRibs.com." don't have a larger YouTube presence with so many other YouTube contributors in the barbecue world. Why doesn't AmazingRibs.com devote a little more to their presence and valuable content that they already have to offer? I know they have some on YouTube, but was just wondering if expanding the YouTube presence wouldn't be a good or wouldn't be a bad idea for bigger business and perhaps more new members into the Pitmasters Club. Uh, that's a good question. We have about 100 videos on YouTube, but it's nothing like Malcolm Reed, who is just king of YouTube. I love Malcolm's videos. He's the, he's the best. Yep. I know he's a regular guest on your show, and, and we're starting to work with him and do more stuff. He, he's going to be at our meetup uh, meet in Memphis. We, you know, well, you know, I try very hard during these shows not to be commercial, but I want to make a quick plug. Uh, grinning. Look at you grinning. I, I love uh, when people start off sentences with, I'm not this, or I blah blah, and then they hit the butt, which means you're about to but, wipe out everything you just said. Just lead with what you want to say. Go ahead. Yeah. We're all friends okay. here. <laughs> all right. Well, no, it's true, though. But you know, I, I don't normally try to promote, um, but we have this conference coming up. There's never been a barbecue conference for consumers. National Barbecue Association has a great conference for the trade. But this is um, coming up in end of summer, July 31st through August 2nd at the Peabody Hotel in Memphis. And just go to AmazingRibs.com. There's links that will take you to information about But it's going to be a great weekend. 
400 capacity. We've sold 300 tickets, and there's about 30 or 40 we need just for our team. So there's only about 50 tickets left. Um, it, it's going to be a lot of fun, and it's going to be really educational. Um, now, what brought that response on? The question was... YouTube. Uh, YouTube. Oh, right. <laughs> um, we... we uh, I am a stickler for quality um, in everything, writing recipes, cooking, website production, and everything. And I'm just not going to stand in front of a smartphone and go, well, we're going to grill this up over here and throw that over there. And, um, and that's just not my style. Was that, a, going, was that a cut on the barbecue pit boys? Who? The pit, the barbecue pit boys. I've never heard of them. All right. <laughs> I'm, I'm, we're just, if we're going to do video, we're going to do it right. And the videos that I have done have been done right with two cameras, with a director, with a sound person. And um, I've, I've, I've done a few things with uh, an iPhone mounted on a, uh, on a remote and stuff. I'll, I'll try to do more of them. But... I just want to do quality video production if we're going to do it. We have an interesting scheme that we're working on that will produce a lot more videos. Um, but it's not there yet. We're just brainstorming it now, and I can't talk about it. I'd like to do more, um, but uh, you know, I'm just not going to do crap. I think any videos that you do going forward has to have the hot chick that you typically have with you, that Jenny girl. I mean, she is absolutely the best. Hot, super hot. And, I mean, you guys play so well off of each other. She's very complimentary to your personality. She asks good questions, allows you to be the expert, but uh, seems to be asking the question that, as I'm looking at it, goes, hmm, I wonder, and then, boom, she's right there. with. The, I don't know how scripted that is or if she's just naturally witty, but you guys are a great pair. I'm flattered you think so. She is a very, very nice lady and very, very easy on the eyes. Very easy. She's out of Boston. Um, she does some food work uh, on television in Boston. And um, she came out here to my place. We met, and 30 minutes later, we were on the air. Um, wow. I scripted all those videos. I wrote them and scripted them, and they were really my debut. I had never done I'm, I'm not Steve Raiklin. I'm not natural in front of the camera. Um, you know, I don't do a lot of video, um, but it worked out. She was really um, a, a joy to work with and a coach. She, you know, when the camera switched off, she, she would tell me what to do and how to move and stuff. So I'd like to do more. I'd like to bring her out and do more with her. We have another plan afoot and um, we'll see. Have you ever had beef cheeks? Smoked beef cheeks. Yes, I have. What do you like about them? They're, well, you know, pork cheeks are called guanciale, and they're they're usually treated like bacon. And beef cheeks are similar. Uh, it's a really tough cut because they work a lot. Blah, 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 blah. Yep. Um, uh, but um, uh, they cure nicely, and so um, I've had good luck with treating cheeks and tongue, beef tongue, um, like corned beef. So you, tongue, you got to peel the outer skin, the outer layer off. Um, the cheeks is not very thick, uh, and and you cure them. You give them a, uh, a prog powder number one uh, cure, 
and um, uh, you can either just, you know, eat, after they're cured, you can just simmer them and eat them like you would corned beef, or if you prefer, put a pastrami rub on them, and I prefer. Um, okay, here we go. You just gave me all kinds of grief over my pineapple statement. Here's another one that'll show up on your archive of uh, uh, obscenities <laughs> from Meathead. All right. The, the ultimate version of brisket is not Texas brisket. Oh. It's, pastrami. it's pastrami. If you want brisket taken to its ultimate prime, make pastrami out of it. I, I agree, by the way. Oh. I've wow. had pastrami. It's delicious. I, I mean, come on. I mean, that, that's hardly as controversial as saying that pineapple is the best thing to come off a grill. Well, no. You know, when I put up our pastrami recipe... Yes, I don't think there were many barbecue people teaching pastrami recipes out no, there. Oh, I agree I with that. I mean, that was a long time ago. First, if not, we were among the first. And uh, I really nailed this recipe. It's maybe the best recipe on our website. And uh, and 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 if you if you agree with that, then you have to say, well, Katz's delicatessen, which has been in continuous operation since I think 1888. Yeah in Manhattan is America's oldest barbecue joint. Well, I mean, if they're smoking the briskets, then yes. Yeah. So well, I, 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 I agree. People out to hear that no. some kind of kosher deli uh, is America's old, oldest barbecue joint, but they are taking, they, they work with Naval, but I, I'm pretty sure they're doing brisket now. No, it's brisket. And uh, it's just awesome stuff. Oh, you were just down there recently. Yeah, just uh, this past fall yeah. we were there yeah it's just awesome Very stuff yep. and uh it's smoked brisket uh so, well it's cured first it's it's corned and then so you can do the same thing with the beef cheeks and it is what i'm getting at and that's my favorite use of beef cheeks question from sean mcculligan which is more efficient in using a stick burner longer or shorter splits like with a three inch diameter would be better a six-inch long or a twelve-inch long split. I don't think length is what I worry about. It's diameter. Okay. Um, if you've got a really large diameter piece, it's going to smolder a lot. Yeah. And and I I think we know that smoldering wood um, puts out um, a different compound mixture than burning wood. And I think it's generally uh, accepted, both from the theoretical and scientific standpoint, uh, as well as the practical standpoint in the field, that um, you, you want the wood to burn. You want yellow flame. Yellow flame tells you that the, um, some of the impurities that can make the meat taste off are being burned up. When it's just smoldering and smoking billowing white smoke, that white smoke is often loaded with um, compounds that are not necessarily desirable. So the ultimate goal is burning wood with yellow flame and what they call blue smoke. It's smoke where the particles are so small that they don't refract light, and therefore it's called blue because you can almost see through it. Mm -hmm. It's got a slight blue tint. White smoke has larger particles, refracts, refracts the light, so you see more of it. And, of course, you don't want anything to do with yellow, brown, or black smoke. No. 
Dirty smoke. Next question from Jeremy Sherman. And this may be a, a relative question depending on what kind of pellet cooker you have, but he was looking for the best temperature to run a pellet cooker at for ribs. Well, you know, pellet cooker is really interesting. Um, and, and I think by now most of your listeners may know that there is a new player in the field, um, and they've done some very clever things. Uh, Weber has a new product called Smokefire, and they're shipping now. Uh, they just started shipping. We're getting ours any day now. We have cooked on it. We were the first ones ever to cook on it. We cooked on it at Weber's Labs. Each one of them is slightly different. Um, it, you know, uh, the Weber has a different cooking chamber that's got a lot more open space. Yeah. Um, some of them have a flat metal. Most of them have most. a big flat metal plate, yep. which is a lot like an indoor oven. They're really um, an, an indirect convection airflow cooker. And, um, uh, of course, the type of pellets you use, they're not vastly different, but some of them are... Um, are flavored with an oil. Some of them are get their flavor just from, if it's cherry, it's pure cherry. Some of them are a blend of cherry and oak. So all of these vary. Um, I, I, one of the things I try to do on AmazingRibs.com is make things simple and demystify and get past the nitpicking that people do about well, you gotta cook it at two thirty six. Um, you know, we, we I, in general rule of thumb, I like to smoke at two twenty five on any type of cooker, a stick burner, oh. a pellet smoker, a charcoal, whatever. Now you can play with your own and dial in your own preferences, but that's a rule of thumb that I think works really well. Um, and uh, and then. Uh, if you're doing poultry, because the skin has got so much fat, you need to jack up the temp to 325 for chicken or turkey. And then what we call the uh, um, uh, warp 10 is give it all she's got, Scotty. Um, and that's um, direct heat. Huh. And I'm, I'm going to riff for just 30 seconds, Greg. But it's really important that people understand this concept. People always tell me, well, my big green avocado goes up to 600 degrees. I don't care what the air temp is. Hmm. Air temp is not very much full of energy. And I use this example often. You can go, go to your kitchen right now. Turn your oven on to 200 degrees, 225. That's a good number. And when it's heated up, put your arm in there. You can actually hold your arm inside of a 225 oven. Sure. Now, put your hand on the side of that oven. It's also 225. When you get back from the hospital, you'll understand that 225 air temp is different than 225 metal temp. Um, that different kinds of surfaces tech, um, uh, produce different energy. Metal distributes and holds more energy than air. And Infrared radiation is another type of event for energy. Glowing red coals, flame, um, uh, metal that glows red. When you cook directly over direct heat, you're cooking over infrared energy. 
And that's what you sear with. And that's what sears a steak. I don't care what the air temp is. I want to know that what you've got in the way of infrared, and you don't measure infrared with a thermometer. It's measured in calories. So the, oh. the key here is, is, is to get a great steak, you just need to be over direct infrared radiant heat. I can sear a steak on a $30 hibachi better than I can on a big green avocado um, because I can get right up close um, to really concentrated infrared, and it's really hard to do on um, uh, a lot of grills, other grills. So it's, it's, it's a complicated concept. I write more about it um, in an article on um, um, thermodynamics of cooking and uh, meat science, but uh, uh, infrared radiant heat is what you really, really need. We're talking with Meathead from AmazingRibs.com, and you find him right here on the second Tuesday of every month. Hopefully, we've armed you with some good information for this coming Friday and answered some of your Facebook questions as well. Meathead, always appreciate the time, and we will look for you at the quarter three, I'm sorry, at the third month of quarter one, Mark, here in 2020. <laughs> always a pleasure, Greg. Always fun to talk to the barbecue king of the rock and roll city. And oh, 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 um, we're coming through Cleveland this summer. Who's we? My wife and I. We're on our way to Ithaca, New York. Ithaca, uh, nice. I taught in Ithaca. My wife got her PhD there. We're going to go reunion with some old friends. So uh, Cleveland's the midway mark, and we're going to be checking in with you. All right, we're going to be partying down. There's Meathead. Meathead, we'll see you in March. There he goes. March. Meathead coming to Cleveland. A revelation right at the end. Wow. We will burn this city down. We've already done lakes before. No need to worry about that. Uh, Meathead is at AmazingRibs.com. On the Twitter... Hmm. I have at Meathead, but it might be something different. We'll have to double-check that. And we will be back to wrap the first hour right after this. Stick around. We'll be right back. Big name interviews, advice on cooking brisket and ribs, and the only host willing to share his honest opinion on all things important in the world of barbecue. It's the Barbecue Central Show. All right, this portion of the show being brought to you by Fireboard. Monitor up to six different temperatures simultaneously. Connect to Wi-Fi for cloud-based monitoring or connect via Bluetooth. If you have Alexa or the Google Assistant in your home, you're in luck because Fireboard fully integrated with both. Find out more by visiting fireboard.com or call 816-945-2232 today. We thank Meathead from AmazingRibs.com for joining me the past two segments. And again, if you're just tuning in and you missed it, no worries. We are recording at this very same time as the live show is happening. And you can get the first hour coming up tomorrow morning, second hour on Thursdays. Now I have to quickly jump over to my Dropbox and make sure that I can tell you about 
what's coming up on Friday as well. We all know that's Valentine's Day, especially if you were paying attention. I'll just pull up this spreadsheet so I'm armed with the information. Meathead making it a very key point to mention that it doesn't matter how hot the air temperature in your grill is getting. Don't get fooled by that. You want the direct heat. That's why I like a lump. But you can use briquettes as well. Again, AmazingRibs.com. Meatheads here on the second Tuesday of every month. And we are pointing to the second hour. Go refresh your libations, and we'll be back right after this. Stick around.